What's happening? Question for you fine folks at home, driving in your cars and doing what you do. What do you do when you come up for topics or try to think of topics for social media and your platforms? Right here, right now on Airbrands Live. It's true. What's happening, folks? So what you meant to say was, do you struggle to come up with topics (laughs) for your social media content? We're going to riff on that and more on today's There you go. See, he had it. You should have done the intro, my friend. You struggle with speaking about your intros. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, a complete uh, meta behind the curtain here. Todd gave us that topic really quickly, 30 seconds less, actually three seconds before we went live. (laughs) Thank you for that, Todd. Well, don't we pay him for that? Isn't that part yeah, of his that's, job? That's true. Like, very that's true. true. Very, it's, very true. It's <laughs> guest, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Giannatasio is right there to join us yeah, again. He's yeah. our man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me back. Always a blast to be on the show, especially talking topics and riffing. Um, And this is good. This is a good follow up to our in person conversation last week, Josh, where you were trying to tell. Eric uh, and myself that I forget what it was that we needed, but you were like, oh, yeah, I I just got to memorize this first before we do it. No, no, no. There's no memorizing. It's all a riff, guys. Like It's a riff. I think riffing, let's talk about this because what you guys, what you guys gave me the task of was, um, we're going to be coming to the table with, um, our four C's video training product. Mm -hmm. And you said, here's an outline that I gave you to Mm -hmm. record, to talk to the people who are going to, or who have purchased it. And I looked at it and it was literally two to three minutes of dialogue. And I said, uh, during our meeting, you said, did you record it yet? And I said, no, I still have to memorize it. And you said, come on, why don't you just riff on it? And um, it's, it's, yeah. it's possible. So uh, like Lisa said, what is uh, what does it mean to riff? What are we talking about here? I think, you know, riff, riffing to me is like the key behind modern day content creation, right? And, and also, let's loop in, a great way to practice riffing is by being a guest on podcasts, right? Where oh there's a host... Goodness. Where there's a host who can kind of control the dialogue a little bit and steer you in a direction. Um, And the more you do it, you know, in a row, the better. Now, is there a place, guys, where you could maybe do one, two, three, let's say three shows in one day where you could be a guest and really (laughs) practice your riffing? He's so good. Does anyone know where we could do something like that? He's so good. You asked if there's a place where an entrepreneur can get as a guest on three top shows relevant to their industry in one day. In one day. And in between those recordings, you're asking, can they also experience a masterclass education, lots of networking and a keynote? I mean, something Hmm. that amazing, could it possibly exist? It does sound like it's been, it's, it's happened a few times at least, but yeah. That, I think everybody, yeah. if that sounds intriguing to you and you want to practice your riffing so that it stays on on dialogue and relevant to your brand, podmax.co 
is where you go and register to get into this event where you will learn from the masters of riffing, Josh and Eric. Wow. On how you can understand, clarify your message. So it's going to be relevant to your audience, right? Connecting with your audience. And then how do you be a great guest on shows so that you can do that? I like what I just saw it pop up like three times in the comments. Oh, because we have three channels going. Thanks. That's behind <laughs> the curtains, guys. So check the comments for the link there. Um, but, but riffing really is, I think, the modern day content creation gold because there are too many people out there in this one chapter ahead expertise type of thing, right? Like, oh, I, I learned something quickly. Now I'm going to turn this into, I'm going to build a business on it. And that's not what real experts are. Real experts are able to come to the table. And as long as it's a topic relevant to the, what they do on a regular basis, they should be able to riff on those topics easily, right? right? And so when you want to really kind of separate yourself, I think have, being able to have those genuine conversations around a specific topic, that shows off your expertise. And obviously it comes off authentically. And that's the kind of thing that's really resonates with an audience when you want to get them in. And so when you're able to come together like we are today and just riff on a topic like content creation, brainstorming topics, like that's where it really gets to show off like the, what do they call it? The, the unconscious competence that that you have as an entrepreneur, as a subject matter expert and all that kind of stuff and really put it on the table to, you know, attract people, you know, uh, dog whistle, copy calling out of your audience and those kind of things. Um, and, and that's to me what riffing is. What, what do you guys think? What's your take? What's riffing to you? Well, I never realized how much I love the word and the concept of riffing, not only in like an atmosphere like this, where you're just off, it's almost like improv, right? There's yeah. a similar thing to that. And I love looking at it from the big picture of business growth and content creation from the entrepreneur, because it's so necessary, even when you are coming up with blog post articles or things to write in your email or social media posts, it starts, if not ends, with a riff, right? You get an idea, an, a topic, a thought, a theme, and I open up my Evernote app and I just start literally riffing in writing and then do a good draft and then maybe make some tweaks and then get it out there on some level. So is not the antithesis, boy, was I waiting weeks to use that word, <laughs> is not the antithesis of riff perfection? Ooh, yes. I think, I think so. Or I think, I would say, you know, they often say that perfectionism is procrastination right? You're, you're holding yourself back from taking action because you want it to be perfect. And I think riffing is the solution to that problem. And riffing is, is exercise to me. It's, yeah. it's going to the gym and doing my reps because if, if, if you've noticed anyone, you know, whether it's working out or doing whatever yoga or some form that needs consistent, uh, you know, repetition and habits, uh, the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more you do it, the um, the stronger it gets. Same thing with riffing, which basically being, it, it's also being spontaneous and being able to jump in confidently and not really being afraid to make mistakes or not 
being afraid what other people think because you know what you're saying is true or you believe it to be true and you know it's helping people and you're an expert in whatever it is you're talking about, hopefully. Uh, those things I've noticed over time that the confidence level only comes from practice and it also comes from repetition and consistency. And basically, if you want to call it riffing, it's riffing. I thought, Josh, you were going to go down the road of, um, you know, well, coming from the acting world, you know, we riff, you know, which is improv, basically getting on stage and and right off the top of your head, coming up with topics and, and jokes and all sorts of things that basically entertain people. Right. This is this is what we were just calling before the mics and the cameras turned on edutainment. Mm-hmm. We try our best to package our content as edutainment. So if you are a podcast host, right, you are encouraging your guests to riff, right? That using yeah. the riff, right? That's, a, that's, a, that's I mean, how I usually run my shows is like okay. that, where I tell them before we get on, I say, hey, you know, here's, you know, your area of expertise is, is um, you know, podcasting is one of my recent guests. And, and so we're going to talk about, you know, how do you come up with podcast ideas? How do you get guests? Um, you know, how do you structure your shows? How do you wrap your shows? How do you monetize? How do you promote the show? You know, all topics you're familiar with, you live and breathe it every day. Um, but it's really going to be a guided conversation and and let's just chop it up and let's, let's riff on that stuff. And, you know, when you have the right people talking about it, it's easy for them to just come off the top and have those conversations in a way that is valuable, but also because it isn't, memorized and scripted it's more entertaining and conversational like eric was saying that's exactly what i was going to say it, riffing is off script yeah off script so this is yeah. a this uh, there's a question mark at the end of this this is a skill riffing that people could enhance and uh, improve at i think it's similar like what eric was saying in the exercise uh analogy right like Riffing is something that you should do and practice and you will get better at. So I would say that is definitely a skill. And like any skill, like when you first start, you're going to suck and you keep riffing, you keep practicing, you keep exercising, and eventually you will suck so little, you'll actually be pretty good. Right. I love that. (laughs) What's cool about that analogy, though, is the gym. So you can walk into the gym with no plan in mind. You're just like, I'm I'm here. I won. But if you go in with a plan, like mm-hmm. an actual structure to what you're going to do and maximize the time that you're spending there, then you get a better outcome from it yeah. because now you're targeting certain muscle areas and groups and you know, you're, you're each and every day honing and growing certain muscles. And the same thing goes with riffing. Yes, you can riff, but if you go in with bullet points and yeah. a structure and a framework in your mind at the very least, it's gonna it's gonna come off as as like I said, entertainment or or mm-hmm. content that's super valuable to someone because you're riffing, but you're not going off on tangents and blah blah right. blah 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 and like you right. what the hell are you talking about now? You know, so yeah. it's 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 I think it's it's definitely a good practice. Well, yeah. I think yeah. the way we approach so much of the Pod Max event in between the recordings when we engage all of the attendees, the guests and the hosts. Isn't that what we're doing? Aren't we riffing with a plan and an agenda, right? There's an improv there. We're riffing. We're asking them how their interviews went, how they're feeling, what they're looking for, what they're about, what they're doing. That's all a riff. But like yeah. you said, Eric, it's it's defined for the outcome. 
Yeah, and it keeps it it keeps everyone it keeps the juices flowing, right? Like, you know, you you see basketball players when they get off the court, they hop onto the bike for a little bit just to keep their legs moving and stay warm. I think that's kind of the similar concept, right? That you go into your show, you're being interviewed or you're doing the interviewing, you get off, you just hop on the bike and and you jump into this community conversation to keep the juices flowing and and hear what everyone else is doing and also, you know, it, it takes you out of the silo too where when you, especially with you know Josh and Eric, kind of uh, throwing the ball around to everyone and keeping the conversations. Hey, how was your interview? What did you guys talk about? What was this? I think it also gets everybody else excited for each other and maybe gives some ideas, sparks some sparks some uh, ideas for the next conversations and and interviews that happen in the next podcast session. You know what else this does is, and I think I think podcast guests can relate. If you've ever been uh, on the guest side of it, at least multiple times, you might find yourself in this situation. You're, you're answering a question, you're in mid thought, you're talking, and then you sort of lose your train of thought. You re- you, you then forget really what you're talking about, what question you're answering, what you've been saying. It doesn't make any more sense, but you know, the words still need to come out. So you just start keeping, you start just creating more sentences and hope you're going to find a suitable pull-off ending that's like, you know what, I'm just going to pull off to the side of the road here and go from there. And you've written the last 25% of it. I I would say that happens to me at least once every time I'm in a conversation. And I think you you just you just you just had a good uh, little analogy. You are the Segway King, Josh. And and you just said, let me pull off to the side of the road. I think let's give some practical tips for people who do find themselves like, oh, how did I even get down this road of and, you know, you're kind of in the back of your head thinking, all right. Well, I think a, a couple phrases that can be used. I think w- what you just said, Josh, there was like. You can get to a point and say like, all right, let me uh, let me pull this car over and let's regroup on the conversation and just say it out loud and circle back to whatever that original topic was. I think uh, I've heard a lot of people recently saying like, all right, I'm going to land the plane now and bring it back. Right. Um, and you can also say, you know, that uh, you get to a point and you say, all right, let me circle back to your original topic or here. All right. Now I'll tie this in to, to answer your question more concisely. You know, I'll say that a lot worse. And sometimes that's the riff. And then I'm like, okay, now that I riffed, I have a more concise thought. So there was your three minute riff. Now let me tie that in a bow and I'll re-say <laughs> that for you in 30 seconds so that exactly. we can use that as a sound bite uh, yeah. on social, yeah. right? <laughs> That's skill right there. It is a skill. It's a skill, especially for the podcast host, Mm -hmm. uh, because they have to be at their A game when interviewing you because they have to listen with the intent of helping you with your message. Because a lot of people do come in. I interviewed Rod Khalif. Uh, Those in the real estate investing community know he's huge. He's massive. He's like Tony Robbins. And he... um, He's the tangent king and he kept going off in all these different branches. And if it wasn't for Josh McCallum, my my co-host on that show and, and myself, we had to keep bringing him back because he would ask us. He's like, oh, what the hell was I talking about? And we're like, oh, you were talking about when you took down that hotel and you did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And then he'll just go off on another tangent in two seconds. But the thing is, if you have someone with you in the room that can guide the conversation so that you stay on point and you don't go off the rails, then it's very helpful. And that's what we do. I mean, at PodMax all day long, the people that are in the room, the the podcasters themselves are all pros. They've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews. So they know how to guide the conversation, make sure that like, because I always like in this one, and Lisa likes this analogy as well, is um, just get in the car. 
get in the passenger seat and we'll drive. We're going to set the GPS. And when we get there, we'll know it. That's when we land the plane. Oh, look, we're here. How do we get here? Don't you, don't you love that when that happens? You're driving and then you're like just doing your thing, listening to podcasts or books and talking. And then you're like, how the hell did I get home? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the podcast. The podcast is over. Like, crap. Oh, it's done. I wanted to keep yeah. going. Let's keep driving. Luckily, so when you're at Podmax, you still got two more after that. <laughs> That's very true. Or you can so if you get lost, you can still regroup. Yeah. But if you if you're the guest, okay. So th what I'm thinking is this: what this is in my mind triggering is being a guest at a cocktail party, mm. where you are you're put in a room and you have to kind of figure out and you have to riff, right? You have to kind of in your mind know those key those key points. And you have to engage with people and create a conversation and, and in turn network. And yeah. so you're going to riff, you're going to just kind of wing it. If you are the, you know, let's say for Podmax the, as a developing a skill for, you know, for the guests, what do we tell them to kind of think about when they riff? Is it, you know, mm. key points in their business? Is it, you know, what, what do we tell them? How, do, how can they be trained to to start you know practicing uh, riffing yeah their story is the number one thing that we always highlight we say you know okay yeah you could talk about your business and what you do all day uh, i don't think that's necessarily going to be a hook for people when they turn that episode on they they want to hear human stories that they can relate to right away so if you can establish that within the first few minutes before they turn it off or go on to the next show or YouTube channel, you want to be able to have them relate, be relatable, right? And then start to tease out the things that they're going to offer in this episode. Like, so, okay, so here's, yeah, because when my team and I were able to take down 336 units, da, 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 and people are like, oh crap, they did that. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Or, or you know, hey, you know, and we, we have a client where we turned their business around through Facebook marketing, you know, and turned them into a seven figure business. Like people are like, Ooh, crap. How did he do that? So you want to start your story right off the bat and then a teaser somehow in there in the beginning. And then also, you know, start priming the pump for business basically. Cause that is the opportunity for each and every one of us. As you get on a show, it's like, how do you generate more business? Well, you, you, you generate, interest in your story and what you do. And the other idea is to not be so rigid. I think it's important mm. for the guest to know that there's a sense of self-confidence and knowledge in their story and message, and they got it down. And wherever the host leads them, it'll be great. And they're capable of doing this. So the more you could relax, confidently relax into the role that you're playing now as the guest, the better it'll be just knowing, you know what, I'm here for the ride. I'll go wherever you take me. And that's it. The other thing that we're always quick to point out during the pod max experience, which I say that because it's more than just that one full day event where you record as a guest on multiple top shows in your industry. Prior to that event, a few days prior, we work with you in small groups and one-on-one -on -one to help you first identify, practice, and rehearse, and communicate that message over and over to build your confidence, build your master of the mic, which will happen in a few days at the event. One of the things we always tell them is, yes, we're going to help you really identify the, so tell us about yourself 
introduction, 60 to 90 seconds out of the gate. How you open the show is really everything, right? It establishes the energy and the foundation for who you are and hooks the listener into why they should continue to listen. One of the things we always further teach is once you get really clear on your message and your story and your foundation, yeah, you're going to use that over and over again, but start collecting other stories through experience on your day to day. Meaning once you really hone in on who you are, why you are and how you are, your story and message. Now, so many little things are going to tie into that. You're going about your day and you're on the supermarket checkout line. Something is going to trigger that says, oh, wow. Oh, this ties into my story or message. Now I can use this as further sound bites to, to back up who I am and what I stand for. And the more you're in tune with that, just like whenever you're in the market for a Tesla, then all of a sudden, all you see are Teslas. It's the same exact thing. Once you know your story and message and have that over and over in your mind, these, these little seemingly unrelated stories are going to play a definitive part to your overall goal, which is going to help your riff. Yep. Yep. And yeah, to get scientific, that's, you know, act, that's your reticular activating system, right? Like when you're your RAS. So once you have these things in your mind, your subconscious is on the lookout for them. So once you have that kind of overview and direction of the kind of things you're going to want to be riffing on, like Josh said, your, your subconscious is going to catch these stories throughout the day, every day. And I think when it comes to that exercising piece of it, that's what's great about social media is using social media as a way to riff. Because if you're just posting organically on any channel, it comes and goes in about a day, right? And so when you get ideas, like I'm the same way, Josh, I keep an Evernote uh, running list. I keep Trello cards of stuff I start working on. But also what I do is, is if I feel like there's a topic I might want to riff on, I tweet it out. And actually, if you go to Instagram, mm. if you go to my Instagram today, it's at growth suite, S-U-I-T-E. It's exactly kind of the process I use of riffing and then polishing the riff and then maybe turning it into something. And so if there's a, a topic or a seed of an idea, I'll tweet it out almost just as a reminder to myself, like go through your Twitter feed at some point and, and pick topics. And so a couple of days ago or weeks ago, I, don't, I tweeted out, uh, stop pitching, start connecting. And that's it. That's the tweet. And there's not really much to it. But to me, it was it was an idea like this might be something I want to riff on later. So I tweeted it out no. this morning. I'm trying to get into the habit of posting on on Instagram on a daily basis when I have my every morning when I have my coffee, I'm stacking my habits here, have my coffee, post on Instagram and share it to Facebook. So what I did was I open up Twitter, go to my profile, see the topics like, oh, I wanted to riff on that. Stop pitching. Start connecting. And I take a screenshot, crop it so it's just the, the message and profile like the kids do on Instagram these days. And then I head over Instagram. I use that screenshot as the image. And then I just kind of riffed. I took five minutes while I was drinking coffee and I riffed on the idea of stop pitching, start connecting. And, you know, fleshed it out a little bit. It was a tweet. It turned into an Instagram post. I posted on Instagram. Now, after I riffed, riffed it out a little bit more, and then I was like, you know what? I think I want to send this as an email to all my subscribers. So I pop open Active Campaign. I copy what was the Instagram post that came from the tweet. I kind of, you know, Instagram was like, you know, a, a longer riff than Twitter, but still, uh, you know, the context of it is less formalized or polished as an email might be. And so in the email, 
now I wrote out, you know, I wrote out another extra sentence or two to add more context to it, um, which then ended up going back in and I edited my Instagram post and fleshed it out using that. But when I'm coming up with these ideas, I'm keeping an Evernote list. Um, if it's something I, I start working on in more longer form, I might make a Trello card for it. Um, but I'm tweeting out these little seeds of ideas that I want to riff on. And then when I'm when I'm in need of topics and I also don't want to take a picture at six in the morning to post on Instagram, <laughs> I can easily head over to Twitter, find my idea, screenshot is the image, riff on it in Instagram, share that to Facebook, turn it into an email. And these little seeds of ideas turn into riffs, which turn into more polished messages. And then that's the power of like using social as the exercise of riffing and testing out topics. And it's a live feedback loop. Right. And so as mm -hmm. people like comment, share, or don't, you start to see the people who I'm connected with, what's resonating with them. And then when you get something that gets some tra some traction, you know, assuming this is for business accounts. So now you can say, all right, I want this. This, this is something that has legs. It's got some social proof on it. People responded to it. People replied to my email. It's something I want to start expanding on and reach more people. Well, now you can put a couple dollars behind it and turn it into an ad campaign to reach people beyond your existing connections, right? And so that's where you can really turn like when you get this idea of riffing as an exercise, your reticular activating system turns on, you're finding all these stories, you're tweeting out these seeds of ideas, which turn into social, turns into email, turns into ad campaigns. And all of a sudden there's a million people following you and you're Gary Vaynerchuk on YouTube, right? <laughs> and that's, that's all that happened, right? Um, it always comes down to Gary, right? And and so, um, you know, I easy, think- It's that easy, right? Yeah, it's that easy. But it really um, is actually. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, and, and really, if you think back to his early days, really all you need to do is drink a ton of wine and post videos on YouTube and, <laughs> and you, you know, <laughs> become the expert. But, but Todd, to your point, uh, there's, there's, um, the, the riffing in the repetition, right? So I'm riffing right now because I forgot my train of thought, but yeah, the thing yeah, is land this what, plane. What, what you reminded me though of <laughs> is cause I was going to say something to that, but then I'm going back to my, my earlier thought when you were talking is that, um, exactly what happened with, the four C's. So I want to go back to what happened in a conversation I was having live on a show during the beginning of the, the, the pandemic, where I was just talking about creating content, doing more of it, being more consistent with Josh and the team and everybody on, on a show. And I started teasing out something about, you know, having clarity in your message and building a community and collaborating. And then Josh was like, dude, that's really brilliant. It, maybe we should start building off of that. It's really cool. So we start riffing on it and we kept fine tuning it and creating something where it was just a conversation because through a riff and now has become a product, right? That we, that you are helping us to develop and put it out there for people yep. so that they can now leverage this product and, and do what we're doing. So it's yep. kind of cool how, if you iterate and you actually have a platform, if you don't have a platform like your own yeah. podcast or a regular guest like like you know many of us here on this show where you can iterate and test drive it's oh now I'm remembering what I was going to say it's basically free crowdsourcing market research yep. when i was in the in the corporate world it would cost us tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to do market research get people in the room and get their ideas and then capture them and then riff and iterate on what the heck we created and see if we can make it better. We're doing that live on social through you, viewers, listeners, people who are tuning in every single week to uh, what we do. We're basically 
having you as our crowdsourcing marketing research team, which is great. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but then also it, it helps to build your own products. As, as I was mentioning earlier, we have the four C's which is a free download. Is that, is that correct, Todd? Yeah. Yeah. It's up. Uh, if people want to check it out. So really, you know, the hook for you guys, if you want to learn how to get the attention and interest of your target audience and get them to care about what you're saying, even if you've never been a podcast guest before, then you head over to podmax.co slash masterclass. You can get that four C's, um, masterclass for free right now. What was that? Podmax.co slash masterclass. That's right. Podmax.co slash masterclass. You, you act now, you get a set of steak knives. <laughs> Jake's going to put that in the comments for you. But yeah, it's really cool because that is something that we honed and crafted over time. If, if anybody wanted to go back and see how it basically came to fruition. It's really cool to see things from its inception, just a concept and an idea and a riff to now something that boom, people can download and use it and hopefully it changes your life. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if this veers us too far off the road, but Todd, you said something a little earlier about taking your coffee drinking habits and then mm -hmm. segueing them to posting on Instagram. And the quote you said was that really what you're doing now is stacking your habits. Yep. What is, what is that intriguing? <laughs> mean? So it's, um, you know, it, it's part of the idea that you want to one, create, uh, what are your goals and outcomes that you want to create in your world and in your life? And those things come from doing work consistently, like riffing, right? If you want to get good at creating content, coming up with ideas and, and riffing on topics in a valuable edutainment type of way, you need to be practicing it consistently. And so how do you inject these new habits into your life? And one of the quote easier ways to do it is by habit stacking. So what's an existing habit that you have already that you can tie to. So when you do that thing, you mm. also do your new habit, right? So wow. now every morning I pour my coffee, I sit at the table and for five, you know, it, it, I have my running list of topics and, uh, and I spend five to 10 minutes posting something on social. So when you want to get a new habit going, like practicing your riffing and getting on social more, you tie it to something you're doing already. So it's like a trigger. You know, yep. if you do this, you do this. Yep. And then yep. you can build it's you it's like a building blocks. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is actually brilliant because you know it 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 pro it's a prompt. And it's it's yep. a mental prompt. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's a cue. And, and a then cue. yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, like our good friend, Jerry Seinfeld, who I just, I just got his book, <laughs> which, which stemmed from our conversation on riffing last week was, you know, his, we, that his, his new book came up. And so I ordered it. And, and most of the book is the fact that ever since he started in 1970 or whatever, mm -hmm. he's written a joke every single day, every wow. single day up, up until now, and is still doing it. And he, ha he writes them in these yellow legal pads. And the book, which unfortunately is another room, I can't show it, but it's very thick and it's broken down by decade. And mm -hmm. it's just literally, they're they're most of them are half a page long jokes. And I'm laughing out loud to myself as I'm reading through it. But the first two or three pages of the book is like a little introduction. And it really like almost gave me chills reading it because he, he talks about how he got started in comedy was that he saw a stand-up comic for the first time and it just grabbed him right away. And he said, how do I get into this world where my job is to make people laugh? I don't even care. I don't even have to be that funny. 
I just have to be funny enough to cover my rent and buy a jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread every week mm. so that I can eat. And if that's all, and if that's all I get to in my career, I will be the happiest man alive. Mm. And it was because he just loved the process mm. of writing jokes, telling jokes, and and mastering his craft. There was, you know, he he wasn't looking grandiose over in the next 50 years, I'm gonna be the highest paid comedian or you know, wherever he sure. ranks on there. I'm sure yeah. he is. Yes. Um, but it was how do I just stay consistent and and master this craft and just enjoy the process and the mm. continuous, you know, crossing the the X on the calendar every day that you write a joke and never breaking the chain, right? And that's the consistency that goes with exercising, with writing jokes, with coming up and creating content online. And it's yep, part of our, uh, you know, uh, a friend of the family, uh, an actual friend of the family, Hal Elrod. For the record, I don't believe Josh or Eric. I certainly not myself are friends with Jerry Seinfeld. I was going to ask um, that. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's probably there's, one degree of separation there. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. That. But um, yeah. but actual friend of Podmax, Hal Elrod, also uh, talks about that a lot. The reason I pulled it up, I didn't mean to distract you, but what you're yeah. basically talking about, and he's already put it in the miracle equation, is what Jerry did was he had unwavering faith in what he was mm -hmm. doing and you know continued with that purpose to just make people laugh. And then he put in an extraordinary effort, which created a miracle which is everything Seinfeld has created and changed the yep. freaking world. But yeah, I'm sure he didn't go in with that intention. Like I'm going to change the world. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, that, that, that is simply what it is. And I'm, thanks for sharing that dude. Now I got to buy the book. Josh knew, knows I was on the fence about it. <laughs> no, you were almost I was a little insulted. I'm a big Jerry Seinfeld too. fan too. But yeah. last time when, when, when uh, we were talking about the book, uh, Todd and I were talking about what the book is and represents, and it's oh, it's these great collection. It's a full collection of his jokes. All Eric jokes was offended. Broke. He was, <laughs> I was offended. Like, I was like, "Am I going to get another one of these? Like, uh, come on! Like, this is this book uh, here from Tim another one of yeah, yeah, um... yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's the booster seat for your yep. laptop. Exactly. Basically, with me. basically you know the work is done. It, it, these are all just podcast episodes and squished right. into a, a eight thousand page book. But then Seinfeld did the same thing. He was like, "I have all this content." And Don't then, hate the player. I, We're going to buy it. Repurposers too. Something to buy it. was his agent's idea, but yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, I know our um, our masterful tech producer here, Jacob, says he has a question. What's going oh, on, Jake? Whoa, there he is. Welcome. Where'd you scene. Get how dare all, you? How do how do I sound? It's awesome. Man. It, it wow, sound you good. sound pro. Where'd you get that mic? I don't know. There's, there's a studio in the in the other room, and and I, I raided them this morning. <laughs> he and, literally and grabbed I, it. Yeah, I plugged it in, and it works. So my, my question here is uh, back. Yes, back caller, to you have a question. <laughs> Long time listener. Jamie, it's uh, uh, yeah. I'm Jamie. So, young young uh, Jamie. It's Jamie from Wisconsin. It's Go ahead, right. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you're on the air. So essentially, being someone who who's not that good at riffing the way you guys naturally are, like you hop on live, like Eric this morning, for example, before we go live here, he goes live on on his Facebook or wherever he goes live. Uh, for example, after our Podmax events, I go live and do our mm. sign off, but. Before that, like you said, Josh, the antithesis of riffing is perfection. So I'm in I'm in my head saying, what am I gonna say? How how am I gonna say it? In what order am I gonna say it? So and and that's a lot kind of why I like to wait for you guys to leave because I'm all in my own head. <laughs> I'm 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 planning it all out and I don't, and 
I, I worry about what if I, what if I stumble over my words? What if I hit a wall and I get stuck and don't know what to say? So how do you guys kind of combat that and overcome that when you're getting ready to go live outside of being a guest on a show, just in the live format? I got the one, one answer for you. One, I don't know if it's gonna be one word. It's two. Okay. It's three. Push the button. Yep. All you got to do is hit the red button, bro. Just go live. And speak and, from here. Just yeah. right. Yeah. I'll Just tell speak. You, I'll tell you the uh, missing pieces that I add to that. Yeah. It eventually comes sooner than later. You got to push that button. Uh, but prior to that, and I think Eric mentioned this earlier, I, at least in my head, maybe on paper, but at least in my head, I give a minute or two of thought of, okay, what's the, what's the purpose of this? What's the, what's the real reason I'm doing this? What's the one, two or three points I Hmm. want to get out and then connect those. And I might even, because of my acting in film days, I might even give a little dry run rehearsal. I might just, you Mm -hmm. know, pretend and go, okay, hey guys, I'm here, I'm doing this. And just like go through it and say, okay, I want to touch that. I want to touch this. How am I going to end? What's the ending? So you have a beginning, maybe a middle and an end. And then you just look to connect those dots. But to Josh's point, outside of push the button, right? Because that is the result that's going to, it's going to make it happen. It's going to force you. That's action. It's literally taking action. What Josh is talking about is literally just start with the end in mind. So before you hit record, what is what is the message that I want? What is the call to action? You don't want to just riff and 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 and, and offer zero value to your listeners. Right. You want to have something that you're giving them that they can take away and take action upon. So start with the end in mind, and like Josh said, then you could back fill it yeah. back fill into yeah. a middle and a beginning. So let's use yeah. Jacob this as an example. After a Podmax event, like Jacob says, he's his now claim to fame is he goes live as he's wrapping up. So Jacob, all it takes is for you to gain such clarity on what is the real purpose or reason? What are you leaving them with? Is it a, hey, thanks for a fantastic day? Is it a, I want to give you a little bit of insight of what we just experienced? Is it that, hey, don't miss the next one? Is it a combination of all of those? So now you're like, okay, I want to let them know that our next one is coming. I'm full of gratitude for the growth that I feel and what we just experienced. And wow, we had a great day. Now you connect those dots, but the more clear you are on, okay, what is the main takeaway here that I'm saying? I want to highlight though, Jake, and you have probably already noticed as notice as Jay, Josh is, you know, explaining this, you've already done this multiple times. When the last Podmax, when I watched you, and I, it's funny because I noticed you sort of quiet as we were all working after the event. Usually we're jumping around like monkeys because we're so excited and filled with adrenaline, but you were really sort of in thought. And and then all of a sudden, like you just went, you picked up your phone and you started going. But I know you were you were already formulating everything we're talking about. You had the exactly. end in mind the, and then the middle and then the beginning. And you did such a good job. I was like, you know, practically, you know, me in tears when you were walking out because I was like, look, he's all grown up. He's all grown up. He's all grown up and he's all grown up. Anybody? You know, know I, I think no. um, I want to I want to reiterate, Josh, what you're saying about uh, clarity and clarity starts with a C which is one of the four C's yeah, in true. the free masterclass. The first one, actually. Yep, yeah, yeah. the first C. So if you're listening or watching this and you're wondering how to get better clarity, 
go to podmax.co slash masterclass, get that free training, and you will learn about how to get this clarity that we're talking about. Um, and I think, you know, another thing that I like to think about uh, when I'm about to go on a riff is when you sit down with somebody and they ask you a question, you just answer them, right? And so the the camera becomes like a mental block and hurdle that makes us feel uh, this hesitation. But if it were just a person there and said, you know, how, you know, Jake, how, how'd the day go at PodMax? And you know, what's the next steps? You would tell them straightforward, right? It's not, it's, it's not something hard to answer. Thought, and so right. yeah. I, I think, you know, when you know the question that you're answering, when you, where, when you know the end, how you want to wrap it up, where you want to bring these people who are hearing the message, um, it, it can become natural. It's, it's that mental block of the cameras on versus I'm sitting across the table from someone who just asked me a question. Right. So, so I, I'm hearing a lot. It's, it's knowing the end result and, and knowing the end game, what you're trying to achieve, and then kind of identifying the talking points, roughing out the points that you want to touch on, and then not worrying about the minutia and the adjectives you're going to use and the transitions exactly. that you're going to use. And oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Get all that noise out of your head and just focus on what you're delivering like literally a straight laser focus into that camera and that one person don't think about there are 10 people a hundred people listening to me you're talking to one person yeah right. makes it so much easier and, and the good news to... is uh the good news is in one month from today oh yeah oh that's right one month from today oh, you'll hero. get to do it again yes his, his sign off december 4th is our next pod max love it and we are ridiculously excited because funny todd's here too because the man the myth the dude chris doe who if you haven't heard of him you got to go just just he's his content on YouTube. is awesome man his Off content is awesome. the freaking charts this guy and he's available and ready and willing to share with our community all the stuff that he's learned over the course of decades in building a brand, having a personal brand, building an agency, but that, you know, it's not specifically just building a creative agency. This is about business. This guy, he calls himself, he's that's a business Jedi, right? He's, yeah. That's yeah, what's great about his stuff is that although he is, his skill set is the branding and creative side, he's not, and he does have great content on typography and design styles and blah, 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 but it's the business of those things where he really brings it in. And I think, especially for that type of crowd who is oftentimes very hesitant to sell things uh, mm. or build a business, they don't, they're they are the creative type. And I think the way he's able to deliver how to build a business around that, which, which pertains to any kind of business that you have, but because he's able to deliver in such a great way for that audience, I think is is a way that everyone can take advantage of uh, the stuff that he's putting out. So check check out his free content, and definitely, I'm sure he's going to dive deep and and help answer specific questions at PodMax. So if you don't have yeah. your ticket, definitely register. Yeah, we're going to do an exercise with him that has never been done at any of our events before, where he's he's really specifically good at, like you said, Todd, uh, getting you past the barriers of your what your value is and how you can communicate that to the potential client so a lot of us myself included often think you know well my product or my services or my time is worth this much well as anyone who has insecurities or self-doubt uh it's 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 difficult to throw a number on stuff and especially 
if it doesn't exist, like you're yeah. creating something and you're throwing it out there and you're seeing who's going to kick tires or who's going to say yes. Well, Chris gets you to understand where you're coming from, how much value you truly do have and standing your freaking ground. Like he yeah. is a beast when it comes to like, no, you are the man or the woman. And this is, this is your product and it's worth this and be ready for the rejection it, or you're actually rejecting them. That's the kind of cool thing he'll twist on it. Like he'll turn the coin and say, you're providing value to them. That was an aha moment to me when I got into real estate investing was I'm not asking someone for capital or money. I'm asking, I am sharing with them the opportunity to participate yeah. in my project. It's the same thing with any product. You're giving them value and offering them an opportunity to grow and to get better and to expand their business through whatever it is that you do. And he really, really, he, you know what he's more like? He's like a therapist. He's really like a guy that gets you on the couch and says, and, and you play it out. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to sort of to play it out. We're going to riff and and go back and forth on a scenario of me trying to close him on a thing and he's going to Oh, I'm act. excited for that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a it's role play. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Role play. It's going to be fun. See, you yeah. and and he does it in a way too, you know, in the standing your ground and being strong, but in a way that's not real, you know, you don't look like an a-hole, no. right? He sh he shows a way to have this as a yeah. I'll say like a polite conversation of mm -hmm. positioning and control where this is how you can have that conversation, stand your ground and be strong without being a pushover and without coming off at, you know, as someone who's just a total jerk. Yeah. And the way he does that, I've seen so on his YouTube channel uh, side note, he's got almost a million subscribers. Yeah. Uh, Chris Doe, D-O. So if you just Google or, or just go to YouTube and you'll you'll find his channel. One of the um one of the great videos I saw of him was role playing a sales call. And to your point, Todd, what he does is he's not an a-hole. And what he does is he's so calm, cool, and collected in this role play as the service provider to a, to a potential client in the role play. He's simply asking questions. And he says, the longer and the more often you can ask questions over and over and over again, that bring the call to its natural conclusion, the better. And he shows that it's just like, so um, what would it, what would it feel like if we were to do this? Or really at the end of the day, what would you say is, and all these really strategic questions, it's not about selling. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a discovery call, mm -hmm. which is great sales to figure out how I might be able to possibly help solve your problem in mm -hmm. a win-win situation. Referred to as consultative selling. Yeah. Oh, is that what? It, yeah. And yeah, yeah, and and that's really it's you're, you're acting more like a consultant trying to help someone solve their issue versus trying to put a product in their hand. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. It changes the conversation. Yeah. That was actually part part of my riff this morning on Instagram of stop pitching, start connecting is right. about like how do you do that discovery and include the line. I got to find out where this originated from, but. Uh, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice, mm. right? And so if you start going and shoving oh. your product in people's faces before you've diagnosed their problem to understand what, what it is they need, that's malpractice, man. How can mm. I help you solve something yeah. versus 
I want to give you something to purchase. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's, it's like it, trying to sell someone, you know, just hard selling. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jake, you did this, right? You went to do solar. Well, you know, you walked around and did solar, right? And yes. for. <laughs> um, that it's a, a whole different ball game. And I think now with Podmax and the four C's, that's solving a, that's solving something for someone that wants to be a, a, a podcast guest, right? They don't know how to go about it. They don't know how to get started. They don't know what to say when they're. And how many people have we had that have, it's been their first time on a podcast, and they feel so much more confident versus if they just connected with somebody and tried to do it on their own. Yep. Yep. And that it's that clarity that gives confidence, right? There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. What was this comment, Todd? You wrote here. How do we oh, turn? Yeah. How do we turn all the? It, it, it's going back to the book conversation. Right. About yeah. Yeah. So uh, what Eric's, you know, Eric's feeling uh, of offense towards Seinfeld <laughs> and Tim Ferriss, only two of the greatest minds of our lifetime. <laughs> But now what they've done, right, is that they've riffed for years mm -hmm. and they've captured it. Seinfeld is actually capturing his in a notebook on his desk, which is not the same type of riffing that that Tim Ferriss does in his pod podcast. But what we're doing here, and I think this is when you're able to riff on your on your expertise, it also you get to that point where you suck so little that you're actually pretty good. And now that you start riffing a lot after you're pretty good, you have a collection of valuable edutainment mm -hmm. content that can be put out. And so think about like at every pod max, how many, how many episodes are re recorded in one day? 50, 50, at least 50 yeah. to 70. Yeah. And we are, and it's a community of really like-minded entrepreneurs. We, we all are, you know, of the growth mindset, abundance, love and kindness and, and unity and direction and, and all that kind of stuff and bringing value to the world. And so every month or so when we do a PodMax, we're collecting 50 to 70 entrepreneurial stories mm. about this kind of thing. And so how do we turn our PodMax day into wow. a featured book of wow. entrepreneurial oh, stories. Wow. Whoa. Done. Done. Boom. Mind right? blown. So PodMax and now people nine. can say, man, these guys Volume like one. Seinfeld, Volume Tim Ferriss, and Eric Volume Cabral yeah. are just the building F. these books. Shut the front why door. Can't, why can't we do that? Why aren't we doing that? We will be doing that. It's funny because we're in like a hyper growth mode yes. where we're visualizing our next uh, 12 month plan. And it is a much bigger picture that doesn't end with the one day PodMax event. And there are little pieces like you just said. Now, granted, we didn't hook that one in, one. <laughs> but we did hook other things like that in. Yeah. But now, thank you, no, that's Todd. Good. We'll, um, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm here for. We'll ask yeah, and, that, and that's what comes did. from riffing, right? That idea yeah. just came from a riff. So let's say this does play out. If you're interested in pre-ordering the PodMax book, <laughs> leave your comment here so we can get some of this live crowdsourced oh, market research, right? You know, you so, just, what's powerful about that, Todd, is prior to the event, we can tell people, oh my hey, God. you're going it's to walk away with a, a book from the event and you will be an excerpt. Remember that book that um, it's somewhere back here on yeah, the shelf. Yeah, a lot of Josh, do that. Yeah, Josh McCallum people was, write chapters yeah, yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of 29 yeah. stories that are yeah, in this yeah, book. Yeah. Boom. Yep. That's yep. exactly. So, so you're better. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa. No, what about the keynotes into yeah. a book? Yep. All of it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. See, look at the look at this book. So this one is a collection, like we said, and look at all the people that are in yeah. this book. So one that's person a Pod has <laughs> this this marketing idea where they collect uh, a handful of um, entrepreneurs who want a label of best-selling author, and then they mm -hmm. contribute a chapter in their expert voice to this collection of a book, and then the originator puts it out, packages it, and then puts it on um, Amazon and then does certain things to get it to bestseller status. And lo and behold, via your contribution, you are bestseller. But that's yep. not necessarily what we're, that's not the end game no, that we're no, saying. No. But, that's but a good it's idea. Just that, yeah. well, we, well, have, heard, we have it. We We've it. done the heavy lifting, right? I think that's, yeah. that's something that we're starting to unravel in all of our conversations is we're doing a lot of heavy lifting that could eat with, you know, oh, a yeah. small hinge can swing a big door on a lot of these things. And mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, that could wow. be one of them. But, and it, and it just shows, it, it, this idea just came about now, right? And so it, it's the idea that riffing can turn into something. It gets your juices flowing. And, and I got a, uh, this quote from Josh Corporal is, is the one who, who said it to me. I don't know if he came up with it or not, but it's that the work begets the work, right? Mm. And so if you're not clear on your destination as a final destination, but you know directionally where you think you want to go, start riffing, get the juices flowing, mm -hmm. work it out. And then it might, you know, that's where you can get your clarity by by doing the work. The main thing that I did in that exact regard, and then we'll uh, riff it over to Jake, because I know you're here. Um, on that one note, Todd, um, a few years ago, when I began my podcast, The Hidden Entrepreneur Show, I literally had no idea. Thank you, Eric. I had no idea where that was going to go. None. But I knew in my heart, I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to be decent at this and I'm just going to look for the opportunities. I just want to establish myself in this industry and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. yeah. What you got young Jake? Now, now we're so far removed from, from the topic that it's like, all, 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 <laughs> Thanks, all Josh. Done, I'll circle all, it back. Circle all, it back. All, all I've done is completely ruined the riff at this point, you, but go ahead. I was going to say the back of that book literally looks like a Podmax Zoom call. All you have to do is take, it the, does. Screen, I was... <laughs> take the screenshot and throw it up on the cover. But yep. Yep. There Hello. Powerful, Resu Jacob. Sarah, resume your riff now, now that it's completely <laughs> been uh, thrown off track. Let's land this plane and uh, bring uh, it back. I, I want to go back to Seinfeld. Oh, crap. We are here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Really quick. Though, what happens nice when you riff? It's like time yeah. traveling. Holy smokes. So what's great about Seinfeld is he's the king of riffing and iterating stuff. Because if you think about it, his book, right? Is it, isn't it called Is This Anything? Correct. Yep. Right? Yep. So it, it, you could see... The germ of the idea was just like, is this anything? And then like he just put it all together, right? It started right. from like, what is this? And then the same thing with this freaking show. It's a show about nothing. Yep. It's literally and 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 what was so cool and meta about those episodes where they were pitching it to NBC, yeah. Oh, yeah. showing us what and how it all came to be and how ludicrous it sounded that it was like, is it, you know, it's a show about nothing. And right. then all of a sudden it became something. The best, probably debatably the biggest freaking show of all time. Um, but yeah, that's just funny. But anyway, like you all have been saying, and I do love that term. Let's land this bird. Um, and we'll close it with Podmax. We'll, we'll sting to play us out. We're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a silly mood today. Sorry, that's Lisa. Great. So we're going to really just drive home the fact that you need to be at Podmax December 4th because. If you haven't already figured it out, it is a unique experience for everyone involved. 
And we just continue to bring love and value to the community. It's growing every single time we do it. And we're just honored that people trust in us to pilot the ship and the plane and, you know, to come on them. At- All right. So we're flying at 30,000 feet. And if you look over to your left window, we see Chris Doe about to give a presentation. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. Very that- impressive pilot impression. <laughs> oh, can't, can't go and, and everyone in the cabin is there enjoying themselves with drinks and their company and the people next to them and sharing, uh, you know, whatever snacks are available. But, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. December 4th. Join us. I beg you pretty much because if you miss it, seats are limited, aren't they? I yeah. mean, well, yes. the and cabin can only fit so many people. Yeah. And also, let me explain to you really quick why you might benefit from something like Pod Max. No matter where you're at in your business, whether you're just starting out with shows, maybe you've been on a few, maybe you've been on none, this is a safe way, a safe way to come out of obscurity. You probably know that podcasts are a way to boost everything, your credibility, your confidence, your story, your message, your sales and marketing, right? Podcasts. So this is a safe way because you're not on your own trying to identify shows to pitch and then pitching, hoping that they say yes, then scheduling it. You sign up for for, for PodMax, we get you immediately on three shows. And it's I say it's a safe way to come out of obscurity because it's going to shine the light on you in a very supportive, nurturing way. No matter where you are, if you've never done it or you've done it a few times or you've done it a lot, we help you further really tweak and identify and communicate that message. So help yourself come out of obscurity and go alongside the shows that you're going to be on, utilize their audience to grow your business. Awesome. So right, with- Jake, we're going to need to clip that out to use for a PodMax ad, actually. There you go. He just did it. <laughs> if he hadn't uh, cut that promo for you yet, Todd, that's it. Yeah, right exactly. There. There's the riff. Can I <laughs> thank you? Can I pull the curtain back a little bit? Sure. We're all still trying to, as, as always, we're still trying to discover what the main takeaways of PodMax is and how to talk about it and what problems we're solving. That little blurb that I literally just riffed on, I've never said out loud before, mm. but I thought about it recently because I'm like, okay, what's another problem we're solving? Because we continue to identify different sets of avatar that are showing mm. up and getting benefit from it. So one of the recent ones we discovered was uh, a very high level CEO in an eight figure company who has done great in getting his company to that level, but he has felt like the unsung hero. Mm -hmm. So that is an avatar that there's a benefit for. You are coming yourself out of obscurity, right? And um, in in a safe environment because we hold Mm -hmm. your hand and we help you through it. That was the riff. Perfect. It was Perfect. You're good stuff, man. We're going to, we're going to have to chop that up, man. Yeah. Yeah. You should think about doing this for a living, Josh. <laughs> so <laughs> with oh, man, all you have any experience in acting or improv <laughs> or anything, 
But yeah, I, I just want to thank Todd uh, from Tresnik Media, who is always uh, perfect thank and awesome for us. Happy and to be for here. The show. Thank you, Lisa Candela Holbert. I think uh, for Todd's being on the now show. like uh, I'm sorry. I, I think Todd's now like our Chris Elliott or who's the reference that you know you just keep <laughs> yeah. coming back, right? Letterman. Yeah. Hey, I'm Letterman. a re recurring character here. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to get yeah. at. He needs no introduction. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good show. Good show. Yeah, yeah I need really to catch is. up. But that is it for now. Please like, subscribe, and share this show with all your friends and family. Truly, 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 especially if we added some value in your life today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back here Wednesday at 11 each and every, even on Thanksgiving Wednesday, pre-Thanksgiving. We're going to be here for you and each and every one of us are looking forward to continuing the journey with you. Talk to you and see you soon. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com.